I'm so sad about it. Hello and welcome ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of the Denalysis Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Dan and as always I'm joined by Natalie. It feels like the saddest day. Blank game week 33, it's almost at a close and here I stand, 42 points with no one left to play. My team have lost away to Everton and tomorrow we could find ourselves back in fifth place. So basically, if Hazard manages to conjure anything other than a horrendously disappointing blank, then I'm going to be going to bed a little bit early this Monday. But it's not been doom and gloom for all of us. I hear through the grapevine that you, Natalie, had a captain, a Vardy captain specifically, and it's been a very positive week for you. Am I right? Yes. In fact, on Friday, you said Vardy captain. Are you, are you feeling positive about that? I said, <laughs> no. Then uh, Charlie says to me, oh, you know, he wasn't pictured in training this this week or yesterday. And I thought, well, it's too late now. (laughs) Well, that would have been fine. Who is your vice? Uh, Aubameyang. Oh, right. No, that wouldn't have been fine. Yeah, my captain this week. He did well, didn't he? Mm. Arsenal did well. Great guys. Uh, So you've you've had a banger, right? You're on like, what, 60, 60 something points? 61 or 63, I can't remember. 63 now, because I got two points today. Who that, did you have playing today? Aubameyang, Kolasinac. But oh, yeah, one with, point from each. Yeah, yeah, Kolasinac was fine, though, because it was either him or Valerie, and Valerie was one point as well, so yeah, it didn't... It I knew going in, I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I took a minus eight this week, and it didn't actually go terribly, because one of the guys I took a minus eight for was T Elements mm. and he did very well with nine points so he effectively paid me back there <laughs> I mean I was counting that one was a minus four so I was like okay that's five points Mikatarian was the other one which wasn't quite so good but my alternative was Bednarek who got zero points so really mm. I'm only down two points there which isn't isn't terrible um but I was really hoping this would be the away performance for Arsenal this week, and it didn't come. But, of course, T. Elements and Vardy absolutely smashed it against Huddersfield, and this was one of those games I was looking at quite uh, sort of sceptically, because I was thinking one of the things I've refused to do so many times this season is go for a player for the short term, and I got to a point where I was like... Oh, I know T Elements doesn't have a blank game week, uh, sorry, a double game week, but Huddersfield is surely too good, even with their newfound, you know, people always say when a team has officially been relegated, they get a little bit more confident all of a sudden. Like West Brom. Yeah, exactly. And that was when Darren Moore came in as well, and they just had this massive lift. Um, But... Yeah, I, I felt, you know what, I'm just going to go for it because T. Elements, his stats were really good in terms of his, well, I don't know about his underlying sort of stats for general play, but in FPL, he, I think he's had a return every week but one since he's joined Leicester. So it kind of felt like a no-brainer. Mm. And of course, he scores the opening goal and manages to walk away with two bonus points. So that's feeling, I mean, I watched as much of that game as I could with some dodgy streams and I thought he looked amazing. And then Vardy, of course, coming away with two goals and an assist. Very, very good gamble, that one. So congrats to you. How are you feeling about 
keeping those those guys going forward and maybe even considering holding them for the double game week. Well, the thing is, they need to go uh, by 36 anyway, because... That's when it gets ugly for the yes, Leicester boys. exactly. But I think, actually, Tielemans might go into 35 for hmm. either De La Faye or Decore. Today has made that un- unclear. <laughs> uh, and then I might keep Vardy for whatever game they have in 35. Yeah. And I might... It's West Ham. Right. You see, the problem I have is I shouldn't have played my bench boost in hmm. 32. I should have kept it for 35 now, actually, because my team is going to be better. Yeah. I didn't think it was. Like, I have, like, a Wan-Bissaka and McNeil are really easy to bench. But then now I'm also having to bench Dunk and Ryan, who both double. Hmm. But because my other keeper, who is Foster, has better double and... I've got too many. Like, I don't want to bench Robertson against Cardiff. Seems silly. Yeah. Um, but, so, actually, I might get rid of Wilson instead of Vardy to bring in either Dini or Jimenez. And then, going into 36, get rid of Vardy to bring in Zaha or Batswai. Yeah, okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what I would say about the... The Ryan situation, obviously I played bench boost 32 as well. Worked out slightly better for me, but I was gutted when it when it got around to Wednesday because that was the day I really needed like Palace to, to come through. And obviously Spurs had a relatively comfortable 2-0 win, actually. I thought Palace really didn't show up to that game. And uh, Hazard went off, saving many people's game weeks in, mm. in, that, in that match. And... Yeah, I'd look at Brighton and I'd be like, I really don't like the look of them at all at the moment. Maybe for, uh, so it's, is it this week? They, yeah, it's 34. Yeah. They have their first double and they're both home games. Their second double. Their second double this season, yeah, but they're first in the, the coming running. Right. Um, but this, for me, like, I'd maybe consider it for this week. And I was gonna, originally my transfer in this week was going to be a Brighton player. Mm-hmm. But I watched them yesterday uh, yesterday against City and obviously there was the, the thrashing against Chelsea. And they just give me no hope. I just think they look so bad at the moment. I don't agree. I think defensively they still look good. Yeah. I appreciate so- that Man City didn't do much yeah. against them because I guess they just couldn't be asked. But I do think that defensively, Brighton are still playing well. Yeah. The problem I have with that is I just can't see them keeping many clean sheets at all. Who who are the fixtures this week, the home ones? Bournemouth and Cardiff. Bournemouth and Cardiff. So those are games that they need to be targeting yeah. and winning. Because the way that I'm seeing them at the moment, I think they're looking to get dragged into that that relegation battle and Cardiff being the one team that can get out of it it seems like that's that's the one they really have to win so i i would say if you're on a wild card like and you're looking to bench boost they're definitely still good options if that was your only transfer you could make this week who who are you bring in 
you've already got Dunk, right? I'm not you, doing. I'm not making a transfer this week. You're not making a transfer. So I've got the, Dunk and Ryan, and I'm Dunk and Ryan. Yeah, currently captain on Ryan, but captain. I'm yeah. <laughs> I t- no, I said weeks ago. I said back in like thirty thirty one. Yeah. I said I was going to captain a Brighton player in this game, and you laughed, and I'm going to do it because I don't care anymore. I well, don't I respect really it. Mind. I respect it. I mean, and yeah, I haven't it's... actually got that many better options. Yeah. I, this is kind of what I said about uh, McNeil, though, you, in the free hit in 31. Like I said, so, so long before that week, I was like, yeah, this is a guy I'm going to get. And then I didn't get him because I was like, oh, let's go for the big guys. And it totally backfired. So. I I do I do respect that way of playing because you know if it comes off it's amazing if it doesn't come off at least you haven't sort of let yourself down from from what you like to me worst comes to worst is Ryan's going to get 3 points in each game yeah and then I'll have 12 points yeah and also it should be said that Bournemouth look absolutely terrible at the moment whether it's at home or away from home yeah so I can see what you're saying with Wilson. Like, did you see the highlights yet? No, of, of I that haven't game? seen anything. Wilson missed two like golden chances, and it reminded me, wasn't he the player who had the most big chances missed in the league for like a long period of the season? Don't know. I and I, you know, you, it's one of those stats you can look at both ways. Of oh, great, he's getting the opportunities. Yeah. But also he keeps missing them. And with Bournemouth, with the the run that they're in at the moment and the fact that they didn't even score their one goal, it was an own goal from Ashley Barnes. Mm. Very good finish, by the way. (laughs) It makes you think, wow, like this team, there's something wrong mentally there maybe. Mm. And I'm very glad that I didn't keep any Bournemouth players at this point because on that showing... Not good. Yeah, Wilson was kind of just a punt for me on yeah. the wild card. Yeah. Because, like, what's the worst that could happen? Well, because of... Um... He had a good fixture on paper, I mean, and it was at home. Yeah. Like, you could have seen... He had two massive chances. He could have come away with two yeah. goals. And to be honest, like, like there was no one else I would have had for this, for Game Week 33, other than Barnes. Yeah. And own goal on a goal. I don't know what points he, he got three with. points right yeah, yeah it wasn't really it was worth taking <laughs> it was one more on than wilson <laughs> i said it doesn't really matter i'm not fussed about the change i made yeah but especially now because i think i'm going to get rid of wilson because i do want him and s back yeah um yeah i think there's some good some good interesting striker options you know jimenez is obviously going to be one that so many people already have or maybe they're looking to wildcard him in this week I also love Deeney as an option. Yeah. I thought the the FA Cup game today was brilliant. And Wolves, they did what they do so well. They went two goals up from a really good, really good Jimenez goal, really good touch from him, and also a smart finish from Doherty. So it's those two guys that you've seen again and again this season. And then Watford just out of nowhere, they did that thing, you know, the 10-minute spell thing where... They got their goal in like the 79th minute when uh, De La Feu came on mm. and then the the last minute penalty. And I felt that they, I mean, I'm a, essentially a Watford fan today because they were the team I was backing for that. And I was really, really happy to see them go through. Um, but De La Feu looked incredible. And amazingly, a player I never thought would have come back into contention 
all of a sudden I'm looking at him and thinking this guy he he looks like a a new player and he's not consistent but the fact that there is a Huddersfield fixture yeah for Watford in 35 makes me think oh hello yeah and also Arsenal this uh next Monday oh at home at Vicarage Road so you have to think uh I don't like to say it but there's going to be opportunities for for Watford to score in that so how do you feel about those Watford players which I think you already said you were looking at maybe De La Faye coming back, right? Yeah, so it's either Takore or De La Faye. Hmm. Uh, it's definitely one of the two, but now yeah. I don't know which. And uh, it's either Dini or Jimenez also. It's one <laughs> of them, but I don't know which. I don't think I'm going back to Jimenez. Oh, you, I, well, I you love said him. This, and, but yeah. I, I, I don't like not having him now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like early in the season not having Salah when he when he did go off, it was like devastating to people yeah. because so many owned him. And the um the Wolves double Yeah. It's two home fixtures, Brighton and Arsenal. Yeah. And we all know that Arsenal can't keep a clean sheet away. And we also know that Brighton don't play so well away. Hmm. Like I I don't it seems silly not to have Jimenez yeah. for those fixtures. Yeah, it's it's a little bit tricky actually looking at that looking at that week for me because obviously not having the bench boost means I don't really I don't really have to make too many transfers because yeah. I can only have X number of double exactly. gaming players. Yeah. And, and the hardest thing is actually choosing which players I want to play in that week yeah because I, I still have I have two Liverpool and I, I've decided I'm not going for any um I'm not going for Mane or Salah they're too expensive not interested in it yeah no uh but I do have T elements who I do want to play that week against West Ham mm. and I'm trying to think like really what I need to be able to do is play a 2-5-3 but I can't do that it has to be a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3. So what we need is all-out attack. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I want to be able to play, like, Dini, Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, who's my midfielder. At the moment, I've got Tielemans, Son, uh, Mkhitaryan, someone else and someone else. Can't really remember. Can't be bothered to look. Sterling. Sterling and... Uh, who's the other one? Oh, Redmond, who also has a double. Mm. So, yeah, I have this situation where I'm like, oh, I want to play three strikers, but I also want to play five midfielders, and I can't yeah. possibly do that. So what would be the point making loads of transfers? I just mentioned Son is the player I brought in for Milivojevic. I didn't want to do it. But... When did you do that? Now, for the next game week? Yeah. Because of Huddersfield? Yeah, because of Huddersfield. And also I was like, you know what? Milivojevic, I had to get rid of him. I don't want to keep him against City. I already have two other Palace players in my team in mm. Van Arnhal and Zaha. And I'll just have Zaha on the bench. That's fine. But I wanted to play someone uh, from that Spurs team against Huddersfield. I did look at Ericsson, but I kind of... Um, I thought the, the game in midweek really didn't re- uh, really didn't rate Palace and their performance. Like... Both goals came from Palace just giving it away in their own half. Mm. And I didn't think Ericsson was that good. Whereas I kind of feel, looking at Son, 
I don't I don't love him. I don't love their form at the moment, but the fact it's Huddersfield, he is the kind of guy who can absolutely demolish that team on the counter-attack and just knowing how low on confidence they are, I had to have one of them because I know other people in our mini leagues are gonna gonna have them. Yeah. Um, so now I've got Son for a double game week, even though I didn't want any Spurs players. Yeah. I saw um a thread on the FPL subreddit this week that was just do we captain against whoever's playing Huddersfield? And I thought, I don't think that's fair. And then I checked myself and I thought, <laughs> yeah, probably. It, yeah, it was so... That Leicester game was crazy. I They didn't play badly. They created a lot of chances. And it just seems that whatever they do, they're just doomed to get hammered now. It's just at that point where people play them and they think this is it, this is an opportunity to fill our boots. Which makes me think there's got to be a lot of Kane captains this week. He's got to be coming in on a on a lot of wild cards. Yeah. A lot of a lot of people will own Son. May I'm not sure if they'll captain him because he has been in and out of the team lately, but it seems mm. like he's gonna he's gonna go back in now. Obviously important to consider that there is Champions League. Um also, Ericsson, I think, will be quite highly owned. So I just looked at that and I thought I have to have one of them. Who's the one I think is most likely to, uh, likely to score? And it has to be Son. And also, he's he's quite fairly priced at, what, 9.3 or something. I, I can't even remember. don't really care that much because I still hate myself for bringing him in. But here we are. Here we are in this beautiful Spursy land. Right, okay, so... Speaking of ill-fated teams doomed to to lose games by many goals, Cardiff are a team who have a double game week, this here, game week 34. Are there any options that you would consider this week for such a team, considering the fixtures are kinder in this round, yeah. despite both being away from home? Um, someone who I'd just completely forgotten existed is Etheridge. And I think, actually, Etheridge will probably be still sitting around in a lot of people's teams. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just no one's been playing him. Or people have been playing him, but just no one's talked about him. Yeah. But if you have him in your squad, then you should definitely play him for these. I think it would be silly not to. In the same vein where as Ryan, where the worst that's going to happen is he's going to end the game week on six points. Yeah, I'm trying to look at options for this week, and clean sheet-wise, I mean, so many people are going to have Alisson. So many people are going to have, um, yeah, defenders from Liverpool. I guess Edison is a popular, popular goalkeeper as well, but outside of those two, it's hard to see many clean sheets this week. Maybe Spurs as well, but I I don't really know anyone who still owns Loris or owns Loris in general. And you're not going to bring him in for one week unless you're looking, you're targeting that double game week and thinking Spurs are going to do well out of it. So Etheridge, I think he he did okay, didn't he? He had something like nine saves against uh, Chelsea, despite... Well, they almost won, didn't they? That was the oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that game. Yeah, they... That was so upsetting. Yeah, totally. I- I'm down for for Etheridge. I saw Camarasa has found his way into a lot of teams as well. Yeah, 
But he's really cheap. He's 4.5, yeah. so it's a bit of a McNeil situation. Yeah, it's a um, great double game week enabler. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got nothing else on, yeah, stick him in. I'm into that. Uh, sorry, Etheridge was nine saves against Man City, not against Chelsea. Right, yeah. Uh, he was close to keeping the clean sheet against Chelsea. <laughs> In points, yeah. Mm. Um, who are we talking about? Camarasa. Yeah, two goals in the last three game weeks. Not bad, not bad at all. And he's one of the few players in that team that is probably above the level of Cardiff in terms of his quality. A good, A good attacking player and a team that lacks a lot of of quality so he'd certainly be the place i'm looking at for cardiff if i wanted to bring someone in this week Mm. for that double personally i'm yeah obviously i've made my transfer it was milivojevic to son but it's a nice sort of nice sort of differential i guess moving on to everton a perhaps overlooked team obviously we've seen them a lot this season be very underwhelming and be very leaky at the back but I'm starting to think that their defence has some prospects the only issue is they lack a double game week and I don't think their fixtures are amazing till the end of the season I could be wrong well they play Fulham next yeah and then after that it's Man United Palace Burnley and Spurs so it's if you're looking for one one player to sort of like pad out your squad from a team who are certainly in form uh, and that's that's the thing to look for right like they seem to have turned a corner and going into this game today uh Arsenal away to Everton I was thinking this is great Arsenal have turned a corner their performance against Spurs uh at Wembley it was really really good and they showed something they haven't often shown away from home this season whereas today it was Everton that were that team, and they've put that in back to back back to back games. They've beaten Chelsea and Arsenal, and I think that has to be a sign of them trending in the right direction. The game against Fulham, of course, is away from home, but certainly not to be ignored. Um, whereabouts are you thinking could be most profitable in this team, though? Because I was just saying defense; that'd probably be where I look. But actually Sigurdsson, as we mentioned last week on the pod as well, like he's crept into sixth place for midfielders for total score. Do you think the attack is worth a consideration? Maybe even Calvert-Lewin because he's so cheap and he looks to be their main man now. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin is the only, way, is the only place I'd look. I think the midfield is too unpredictable and is like too awkwardly priced. Hmm. Like Sigurdsson is what 7.3 and Richarlison something like 6.4 yeah like I wouldn't really trust either of them week in week out and I just don't like those prices like I don't know where they fit in your team but Calvert-Lewin at 5.4 such an easy price to just slot in and he's had a goal and two assists over the last four game weeks so who who scored today? It was Jagielka, wasn't it? Did Calvert-Lewin get the assist today? Yes. He did. There, it was it was an interesting match. I mean, Richarlison and Sigurdsson, they had a whole host of opportunities. And uh, Bernard too, actually. And I, I imagine he's a fair bit cheaper, but 
he's certainly a player who's come on a lot, but their finishing was a bit all over the place. And I do wonder if you're going for like a, obviously if you're on a wild card, this week it's very easy to move in an Everton guy. You can have, mm. you know, one or two punts, depending on whether you're looking to take a, a minus four next week or what, what you want to do uh, in preparation for the double game week. But certainly with that fixture against Fulham, I'd be looking at them as an opportunity to to gain some ground as a nice, nice differential. Because no one else is going to be going for Everton players purely due to the fact that they don't have that double game week. Yeah. And if they can get their shooting boots on, I mean, I'd be more inclined to go Sigurdsson, even though he has been wildly inconsistent with both his finishing and his penalty taking. Yeah. Richarlison, to me, just, he looks worse. He looks... He's one of those players you can watch him in the game and think, oh yeah, he looks really good. But then the decisive touches, the finishing or the final ball, it just wasn't there today. And I feel like that's something that Richarlison needs to to add to his game that isn't there yet. He can't really sustain his performance for a full season. But certainly a worrying day from an Arsenal perspective. I brought Aubameyang in this week. He was part of my my minus eight although really he was the the first transfer I was always making I mean I got rid of Aguero for him so it's at least plus plus one or plus two seeing as I captained him very very poor uh, performance just a sheer lack of effort and, and for me as an Arsenal fan like the thing that was so disappointing about today was Everton came with a plan they pressed high they boxed Arsenal into corners in their own half and Arsenal did not know how to play out of it and too many times they just walked the ball out of their area and it was like cool come and challenge us guys come and tackle us very upsetting and disappointing but I mean you could chalk it down to just an off day we've had many of those away from home this season the the one sort of I wouldn't even call it a light at the end of the tunnel but I would say that the Arsenal away from home statistics are being a little bit misrepresented at the moment because I looked yesterday after hearing Jermaine Genus talk about how poor our away form has been this year. Mm. It was something like we've won one away game in 2018 and it was against uh, 2019, sorry, and that was against Blackpool. But the thing is, we've only played like four away games this year. Right. So, and one of them was against Man City, one of them was against Spurs. So, do the math. Like, we've lost one Premier League one and, and drawn two or something. So, it wasn't quite as drastically terrible as it sounds. But obviously, if you combine the rest of the season with that, it is a worrying trend. And of course, we face Watford away from home next. And they've just they've just gone through to the final of the FA Cup probably going to be riding high on the on the wave of excitement that that brings. I get the impression you're quite worried about these Arsenal players. Yeah, Kolasinac not so much. Like, uh, my situation with him was I just got him because I didn't want to keep Lindelof anymore and I just needed someone else to put in my team. But actually he causes problems in terms of fitting the players who I want to play in my starting 11 into my starting 11. Hmm. So he's not an issue. But Aubameyang is a problem. 
And I'm thinking about Kane for the end of the season. Ah, uh, <laughs> my heart just sank. But then I thought, well, I've still got my triple captain to play. Yeah. And I always usually use it on Kane in the last game week. You say you weren't going to make a transfer this game week, but you could just do Aubameyang to Kane against Huddersfield. No, I'm not going to do it. No, I want Aubameyang for the double. Okay. I don't want Kane for the double. What's their double? It's horrible, isn't you it? Could, you could do a little hokey-cokey, as they call it. Kane in, then straight back out the next week. No, because then I can't get Dekure or De La Faux or Jimenez. Is it not worth gambling on the minus four? No. Don't like it. No. <laughs> really didn't like it when I did it last week. I don't like oh, yeah. the minus four. It's not uh, fair friend. enough. Fair enough. I, and I do think there is something to be said for being being more pragmatic with your transfer moves. But yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm going to play Aubameyang against mm. Watford. It's fine. I'm not going to captain him, obviously, because Ryan is my captain and Lewis Dunk is currently my vice captain. So that's not an issue. <laughs> The problems come in 35 when I was going to captain Aubameyang. Triple captain's obviously out the window now. That's definitely not happening. But I think maybe now I might captain like Jimenez and just be done with it. Or Ward-Prowse. Yeah, I really don't think you need to be at this part of the season. Especially, you know, we're not sitting at like 1,000 in the world, like desperate to win the game. Mm. You can kind of be a little bit more renegade with your your choices, and I'm probably going to stick with Aubameyang captain this week, even though I know it's not a great idea. At least I get a Monday night game then. But yeah, it's it's tough to say. I mean, if you brought him in this week, don't worry about it. Don't transfer him out. Like a lot can change in a week. I think we have a tough game against Watford. We have a tough game in the double game week against. Wolves away from home, but we have what should be a relatively easier one at home against Crystal Palace, if only because our form at home is just so much better. I would maybe be, yeah, like you say, a little bit more um, wary of using a triple captainship on a guy like Aubameyang, but we'll see what, what happens next week. We'll see what the lineup is like yeah, and reassess because... I am happy to just look at today and be like, the players did not show up. They weren't motivated for whatever reason, but sometimes this happens. Like I've seen plenty of that from the other teams in the top six this season. I was going to say bar Liverpool and City, but I've even seen Liverpool in in some games not really live up to their, their potential. So I do think it's something to look back at later and we don't really have enough recent data in terms of how they're going to perform away yeah. from home. Um, when is when does the Europa start? It's next game? week, yeah. So we, we have... So before the Watford fixture? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. We have, from the Friday just gone, 14 consecutive days of football on TV. Uh, so there's... Monday night, Chelsea tomorrow. What are your thoughts on Chelsea, by the way? Are you considering it? I mean, they don't have a double game week. And they play West Ham tomorrow. And I think it's... Burnley they play in 35. Oh, Burnley. But they have Liverpool... Yeah, they have Liverpool and Man United either side of that Burnley game. Yeah. So I know a lot of people already own Hazard. Hazard. Do you still have him? No, no, no. I got rid on the wild card. Right. Because I wanted Salah back. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. And he did he did get a return. It was a very good goal. Yes, but I'm very annoyed that if he hadn't taken his shirt off, he would have had three bonus points. Yeah, I kind of love that. That was one of those brilliant, like, dramatic moments in the title race. And simultaneously, the drama led to him doing something that was just pure FPL rage inducement. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, knew, <laughs> I knew at that moment there were going to be so many people fuming, but it was... Purely from the, like, spectacle point of view, I was having a few beers at the time and I was like, yeah, Salah, you did it, boy. Firmino ended up getting the the two bonus points, didn't he? Which was an interesting one, considering he just got an assist in that game. But I did think he was very good. Annoying that there was no clean sheet, but I did actually say on last week's podcast I thought they might concede. Should have been 2-0 to Southampton very early on when Shane Long, who remarkably has 50 Premier League goals, managed to miss what was uh, maybe not an easier chance in his first one, but it was very much a a big chance by definition. So um, I was quite impressed with Southampton. I thought if they'd scored that, that would have been a massive spanner in the works for, Mm. for Liverpool to deal with. But they came out, they got their little customary offside before the goal goal, and uh, they came away with the win, putting them back in the lead. Who else have we got? Actually, you asked me before we start talking about this about Chelsea. Chelsea. That was, yeah, that was who I was getting at. So, no double game week for them. Obviously a popular team support-wise. Do you think there's any any value in, in those guys or should you be running away from that that train? Because the problem I have, right, is like I've been bigging up Arsenal and they go and get beaten by Everton away from home which is what happened to Chelsea last week but Chelsea now you know had this positive result against Brighton and it seems that every week the pendulum swings the other way so I don't know if it's worth writing them off just yet no um I guess also it depends on the squad like obviously with Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi like it's just a little bit more hype isn't it yeah those are the sort of exciting risky transfers you could oh, make yeah. no 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 i'm not saying for yeah and i'm not saying them for fantasy yeah. i'm saying them for like actual football they improve chelsea in yeah. my opinion um so with them on hazard obviously to me has more stead and purpose yeah but i don't so i don't mind him for this week but obviously it's too late but I don't want him for 34 against Liverpool. And I wouldn't want him for the Man United fixture because God knows what would happen there. So, yeah, no, I'm not really fussed about Chelsea. Yeah. I'm a little nervous uh, that a lot of people have Hazard again now. And I don't. But then now I have Salah and a lot of people don't. So Yeah, true. True say. Uh, yeah, and I just look at... If you're, I mean, it is literally Liverpool Chelsea this week, and if you're gonna, if you're gonna go for one of those two, I'd definitely go Salah. But the problem I have now is there's no way he's getting back in my team because I just don't have the budget for it, and I'm kind of okay with that. I'm kind of okay with the the uh, the decision that I've made. But yeah, after Monday night with the Chelsea game we have Tuesday and Wednesday Champions League Thursday night Europa League Friday night 
Leicester versus Newcastle. Right, so why is this on Friday night? <laughs> I, I don't know, because they wanted to do football every day for 14 days. That's my There's only no explanation. Need. There's absolutely no need for it. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've been here before. I'm getting a real sense of deja vu. There is no need for it. And it's it's just hard. It's hard when you're you want to get the points, you want to follow all the games, but they're all so far apart and they're like, hey, spend your Friday night watching football instead of doing anything else. It's, it's a little bit annoying. So I don't know why it's Friday night, but it is. And I guess we have to deal with it, but I trust that means you're not going to send the captaincy to Sir Vardy. <laughs> no, I mean, I know that... you've already said Ryan, but... Yeah, well, that's the frustrating thing. Like, I don't have to worry about it because it's obviously Ryan captain. Hmm. This is not a bad fixture for Leicester, though. I think Newcastle have really... Uh... It's not a bad fixture for Leicester. And if it was on any other, on any other day, yeah, I would be captaining Vardy. <laughs> Alas, it's on the Friday... And so I went, this is it. People captaining Liverpool players this weekend just gone. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> First game. Don't do First that. game. And it was, again, it was Southampton. They're not a bad team at all. They, they made it hard for Liverpool. But Newcastle are, I mean, I do think this, Brendan Rodgers is a bit of a meme as a manager because he is very sort of David Brent and very, uh, very just embarrassing guy at times. But he does seem to have improved them and they're just playing with a, a positivity now that mm. they didn't necessarily have before under Puel. I do keep forgetting he's there. I don't think I've watched much of the day since he's been on. <laughs> really? Yeah. He's, I, I think like he's the perfect manager for that team right now because he's just got that, that very, you know, the cliche they always say in football punditry where they need someone to put an arm around them. He is that kind of manager who will just be the mate of guys like Vardy and a guy like Vardy has so much power in that dressing room. And it's no coincidence that Vardy has started playing well all of a sudden. And he's also got quite a good reputation for bringing young players through and playing an exciting brand of football. And I feel like while their defense is still shaky, we've seen guys like T elements look like he's been at that club for years. Mm. And um, I, I did mean to say this earlier, but yeah, I thought his performance didn't make, make itself a lot into the the highlight reel on match of the day but so many of the touches that he makes and the little little movements he's just such a a classy player and I think that really feeds into the bonus point system because he rarely wastes a pass he can dribble past people and he also has a shot on him so T Elements is definitely someone if you're just looking for someone for the next two weeks I'd I'd recommend him for sure and I think he could even if you're feeling a little bit risky and breaking rule number one of the denalysis, then you could always put a little cheeky Friday night captain on him. But don't do that, because <laughs> that would be naughty. Yeah. Too naughty. Uh, Saturday we have... Oh, see, this is it. Spurs-Huddersfield isn't... I know it isn't the earliest kickoff of the weekend, but it is still an early kickoff. Yeah, I would still advise not captaining. I mean, even with I... that fixture. Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky that one. Interestingly, Spurs uh play at the twelve thirty in game week thirty five as well. I mean, if anything, I'm just glad that's <sighs> going to be over early because 
this is a game I'm going to struggle to watch with the knowledge that so many people are going to be Captain and Kane mm. and I'm going to have my captaincy on Aubameyang against my better judgment. I mean, are that many people actually going to have the captain on Kane? I think the people that I want to compete with in our leagues are definitely going to be Captain and Kane. It's a tough one, but yeah, I, I'm not going to bother like Captain and Son. I, I'm playing my own way now, living my life, my mm. fantasy life, and it's great. It feels empowering. Bunch of free three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday as well. We've got Brighton Bournemouth. That's uh, the first in a double for Brighton. Uh, Burnley Cardiff, Fulham Everton and Southampton Wolves. So I'm quite liking this. Some nice, uh, with the exception of Fulham, some nice sort of uh, relegation playoffs there. We've got Cardiff, Brighton and Southampton all in action. And of course, Everton, a team that that we like the look of right now. Yeah, I like it because it kind of gets all of these like random guys done, like those random bits in your team done all at once. I actually think these are my favourite kinds of games now as well. Like, besides obviously watching Arsenal games because I'm an Arsenal fan, but I love these end of the season, like playoffs for the the teams who really have something to play for. Yeah. And also, I, I think it's fantasy that's got me more interested in these because I can own guys from like Southampton and from, well, literally just Southampton of those eight teams but yeah. <laughs> it's you all have good something to believe in. exactly and I can get on side with my boys but I, I do kind of like the look of Everton for that I feel like there's if you're the kind of player who's just absolutely mental you could you could look a little cheeky Everton captain but I don't I like you say I don't think there is an amazing option this week we have Man United West Ham at 5 30 and I've got no horses in that race. No, no Man United players at all. Um, me either. I mean, I, I think Pogba's been been seeing mass evictions from people's fantasy teams. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like this match at all. I know West Ham are. I feel like they do it more in the in the London derbies. Really, those are the sorts of games that they'll try to raise themselves for. I don't really know how they've performed in recent games against Man United, but Man United have started to lose games. And it's quite funny, the timing of this, because they play Barcelona on Wednesday night, I think. And then uh, the following week, they have to play Barcelona again. So it's kind of an interesting time for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to be appointed as manager and they Mm. immediately start losing all their games. Yeah. Man United's... Not even for the double game week, no no love for, for them. I mean, I mean it's, it's just City bit... and Spurs, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a bit awkward. Like, I wouldn't know who to get in. Oh, sorry, it's City uh, and Everton. Right. So I wouldn't be banking on clean sheets at all. Yeah. So I wouldn't be looking at defenders. And then, I don't know, the midfield feels like, in terms of points scoring, fantasy point scoring, seems kind of hit and miss, like... Well, they were, the, they were the gold mine of Fantasy League earlier in the season, weren't they? Where even though they weren't performing amazingly, every week you could count on Pogba to get a goal and assist and yeah. Rashford to get a goal and assist. Because, but not anymore. Because everything was just coming off and teams go through those spells. It, it seems like that's uh, we're sort of regressing to the mean on that front and now is not really a good time to own them. And 
there are there are options elsewhere you can look at particularly with that double game week I mean we would have looked at that Everton fixture and been targeting that as one that they could they could do well in but considering Mm. Everton's recent performances maybe you have to give a second thought to that and yeah I unless you back them in the Manchester derby I I really don't know I I think I'd be looking elsewhere maybe even considering people with single game weeks Mm. and a good fixture uh man united play chelsea in the in game week 36 as well oh really yeah oh god to bear in mind with man united is their two final fixtures the 37 and 38 they play huddersfield and cardiff right so So, those are games you might want someone back in (laughs) so maybe going into 37 then we can think about if we want to get one of them in for those two games yeah if you're being responsible and not taking hits all over the place yeah then maybe factor in that you may be bringing a united player in 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 game week 37 yeah that makes a lot of sense for example yeah like i I don't know the extent of his injury yeah i even like lukaku because the the thing about lukaku is his price is awkward which means so few people are going to go for him. him yeah so if you can, if he is in the team and he's still, like he, he's been on good form recently, even though he failed to score a number of chances against Arsenal, for example, I think he is going to be relevant come the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, and then on to Sunday, we've got, we've got a kind of super Sunday. I mean, Palace versus City, they, Palace obviously did beat them earlier in the season. Yeah. Remember the Townsend wonder goal in that game? which Mm. (laughs) he hasn't scored many since. I mean, it did look for a short period of time that he might break his... I think he did already break his his total, and he's at five goals at the moment, but Mm. it did look for a while that he may actually score more than than five, like maybe six or seven, but it's really dried up for him lately. But this is an interesting one. I I mean, I did think twice about getting rid of Milivojevic because I saw... What happened yesterday, Zaha won the penalty and BBC very helpfully highlighted that Palace have won 11 penalties this year and Zaha's won six of them. So it is, Mm. in fact, true that other people in that Palace team win penalties. But I must admit, I was I was thinking this is this has a look of a game that City will find hard and Palace will get another 90th minute penalty because the narrative demands it. Yeah, well, this fixture lasts season was that wasn't it like it, it was yeah it ended nil nil and palace had a penalty that milivojevic missed Is exactly true? yeah it was like the 94th minute milivojevic I don't know if it was that late it was certainly in injury time it was like the last kick of the game um oh, okay and he he missed it and mm. that was their opportunity to end city's unbeaten run that i think was at like 20 something games at that point yeah so that was a very disappointing moment for palace but the one thing I would say is I watched the midweek game uh, when they played Spurs and I did mention it earlier in the podcast, but I just felt felt like when they had the ball, they were their most vulnerable, Crystal Palace. Uh, they Every time they tried to pass it out, Spurs just seemed to, to press them and harry them and they just make a ridiculous mistake and pass it like back to Spurs so that they're through on goal. So I would be worried about Palace if City and Guardiola were watching that game. I mean, I can't expect them to give the ball to Palace and let them play, but I think 
you'll probably see some defensive mistakes there, especially as they're going to be without Sacco and Tompkins, who who picked up a severe injury in the game against whoever it was where they kept a clean sheet this weekend. Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. And then the late kickoff is Liverpool against Chelsea. This should be a very good one. Earlier in the season, I think this was one of those games we looked at and we thought, oh, wow, the quality of the football is so high in it. I think it finished 1-1. or They had the the cup game as well, which I think either Chelsea won or, or they drew. It was a score draw. Oh, yeah, that was one I remember now is when Daniel Sturridge came off the bench, right? And he, he just hit a long shot. <laughs> and it was like the most ridiculous serendipity for Liverpool because Chelsea had done really well in that game. This is certainly an interesting one. I mean, I didn't get to see the Chelsea game against Brighton. Uh, I know they scored a number of goals and I'm choosing to believe that it is more that Brighton are bad rather than Chelsea are good, but I could be wrong. Mm. And uh, it was at Stamford Bridge. So obviously they had that home advantage that I think does affect so many players. So certainly an interesting one. I have Van Dijk and Robertson and I think... I may be playing them both. Yep, mm. they're currently both in my team. And I have okay. Femenia, Zaha and Van Aanholt on my bench. <laughs> it's it's a tough one. I just, I've had a double, a double Liverpool defence for a few weeks now. And I don't think I've had one clean sheet from them yet. So that's fun in games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last game of the week, besides, well, not really the last game of the week, is it? Because there's one more. Uh, <laughs> we have... Uh, Watford versus Arsenal. Very worried about this game, but I'm captain of Aubameyang. No one else will, which is essentially my thought process as to why I'm going to do it because it's the most ridiculous decision to make. But I've done that a few times this season and it's really paid off. And uh, the the game against Spurs stands out as as one. uh, Also the game against Fulham where he came off the bench and scored two and assisted one. Like, yeah. I think there's an opportunity here. I think Watford's defence is not great. Um, they they have some individuals that are certainly prone to making some errors. And that gives me encouragement, even if Arsenal put in an absolutely dreadful performance this week. I'm going with a hunch that they might be better next week and, and hoping that that comes to fruition. Yeah, I think it's okay. I don't think it's a bad shout. Yeah, it, it just feels like Arsenal are a little bit back at square one you know every Mm. time you have and i wonder if this is just a symptom of us being in a transition uh we always said at the start of the season that this was going to be a transition season and there were going to be ups and downs yeah and it feels like a lot of the discourse around arsenal is very uh it's uh, again it's the pendulum swinging it's either it's really good or it's really bad and it's never in between when in reality i feel like some games we just play badly because maybe the the team is in that process of getting to the getting to the end point they want to be at, which is where they can consistently put good high energy performances in. Mm. Um, and yeah, I would expect to see the team a lot more motivated next week, considering the calamity of today's performance. And then on Tuesday, seven forty five, we have Brighton versus Cardiff, which will certainly be an exciting one for you because you'll have your captain playing in this one. It's true. For for those who aren't brave enough to to captain a Brighton goalkeeper, mm. <laughs> who yeah. would your eye be on? Uh, for captaincy this yeah. week. Yeah, I guess the Spurs one is kind of the obvious choice. Yeah. But I don't really like it. 
it has so... that it has that problem of being so early in the game week that if it does go wrong, bad times. And to be fair, Spurs do have critical Champions League games against Man City uh, either side of this. Mm-hmm. So rotation is it a possibility i know they don't have a big squad but they they must think they can win this game without a full first team which makes me worry about son <laughs> yeah i hadn't thought about it until you say it now yeah but I, yeah i think you might be right yeah gen- generally i think with these kinds of things you have to not overthink it and worry about it too much because sometimes it will happen and there's nothing you can do about it and we'll probably see a fair bit of rotation for city as well because they have a whole whole load of games coming up yeah um i think you even put in the in our notes two games every week if they go through the champions league um go through to the next round of the champions league yeah so it's definitely two games every week for the next three weeks yeah and then yeah if they go through then it's so that's that's got a got a mean rotation and (laughs) i did convince myself that Sterling would start against uh, whoever it was they played in midweek. I can't remember. Uh, was it Cardiff? Yeah, it was Cardiff. And he didn't start, and it was a heavily rotated side. And Laporte freaking does it again with an assist, doesn't he? He's he's probably going to be one of my transfers in for that double. Yeah, it's it's looking busy for them indeed. So maybe there will be some twists and some turns along the way. Should we have a quick look back at our? analysis domestic league because yes we have some top scorers and neither of them were me yeah i know i'm sorry <laughs> i was so close you, how, how many did you get what i finished on 110 but with oh, a minus okay. four but this is it this is the the small margins i mean it was that decision to not go for ducore and to go for Pereira instead yeah i mean i had three points rather than 17 so that was a shame, but, you know, it, it happens. I had a good week, all yeah. things considered. So our Game Week 32 top scorers were John McMahon, who is still top of the league overall, and also Dean Newsom. A new entry. Yeah. <laughs> both scored 116 points. Congrats to you both. Very strong week. Were they free hitters? Mm, couldn't tell you. God damn! I'm still. I'm gonna be bitter forever about Hazard coming through, because <laughs> I remember everyone was so miserable at the weekend. Like, oh, it's the worst free yeah. hit ever, and Hazard basically single-handedly comes and catches everyone else up with with my score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is annoying. Like, I, I've said this before as well. Like, I tend to have this. There's this trend where I pick a number of players that score quite well. And yeah. then there'll be one highly owned player that goes and just smashes it, like gets 25 points or something. And I'm sitting there like, oh, why don't I just have this player instead? Yeah. So pre um, the final game for Game Week 33, hmm. uh, regardless of how well Hazard does, I can predict who our top scorer for Game Week 33 is going to be. And that is... Oh my goodness, your name is now not where I wanted it to be. Asger <laughs> uh, Ostal Paulin, uh, who is currently on 95 points. Oh, wow. How on earth? Triple Captain Vardy. 
Oh, okay, of course. <laughs> what a great, great time to move. How, how is he doing in the league and in uh, general? Really not very well. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of news I listen to to make myself feel better. Yeah, currently 57th in Zanana's okay. statistic. So he's behind me at least, but he's, he's coming for me. He's gunning yeah. for my position in like 30th place or whatever. An excellent use of the triple captain. Yeah, that's, uh, you know what? I was a little bit, uh, a little bit relieved that there are quite a few people who use the triple captaincy on Aguero uh, in the double game week where he got himself injured and only wound up on ten. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people who used it on Sterling as well. Yeah, also, so capping out at nine points when I think I used mine against Bournemouth, where Salah could have scored many a goal, but he came away with only one, and. I got eight points from that, I think, because it was a goal in the clean sheet and no bonus points, as is Salah's want. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I felt kind of like, at least I did okay on my triple captain, because it's something I'm never... I think last season I used it on Kane against Arsenal because I was just so miserable about how bad we were. <laughs> and he scored a penalty and got six points, and I was like, wow, what a waste. Yeah. But, I still don't know. I still don't know how to effectively use a triple captainship. I, I'm so unsure and not confident about triple captains. I don't think I'll ever learn. I feel it's very stab in the dark. It it really is, isn't it? And there are some. I, I think that's probably why so many people go for Aguero and go for him quite early on, because you know, even though it is a stab in the dark. He's always the guy that's very capable of just smashing like four or five goals in in a yeah. game. And he tends to do it earlier in the season as well. So, yeah, he does seem to be a safe bet, even though it's kind of unimaginative. It, it does mm. often work. Yeah. Uh, should we have a quick look at Queen, Queen Sheet? Clean Sheet Cups for this, yes. this here game week 34? Well, I'll tell you something f annoying, Dan. So for the second half of game week 32, you said Watford versus Fulham. And I failed. Yep. And I said Man City versus Cardiff. So I got a point. Yeah. But then I got a point this week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And only because you, I think, unjustly went first. And I wanted to pick Crystal Palace, but you went for Crystal Palace first. Did you actually? Was that... I, I don't remember that, but... Yeah. You said it, and I said, yeah. no, I want Crystal Palace. And you were like, well, I've gone first. They were one of only two teams to keep a clean sheet yet this week, so... Well, exactly. Who did you say? Was it Liverpool? Or Burnley. Burnley. And you know what? I actually... Yeah. Burnley were un unlucky to concede in that. I mean, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? Silly own goal. They played very well, and they're looking like a team that team that could be safe this season so mm. you can go first this week then thank you seeing as i i as went is, last week as is right and just spurs seems the obvious choice but i really don't like it i find that most weeks if you go with the obvious like the most obvious choice tends to backfire yeah it's always uh... like it's always like an okay sort of middling team that gets a clean sheet in a game that you think they'll They'll draw or something. Yeah, I quite like Burnley against Cardiff, but I also quite like Brighton against Cardiff. Burnley against Cardiff. Okay, it's a brave one. 
It's a brave one. I like it. Uh, Who am I looking at? So I am a little bit inclined to say Everton, but they've had two back-to-back clean sheets and I don't know many teams that do three in a row. Fulham also can score goals. Prior to that, they did three in a row because they've had five clean sheets out of six. Are you kidding me? No. That was in my notes, but we glossed over it. Pickford, yeah, so five clean sheets out of six. And in the game that they didn't keep a clean sheet was the Newcastle 3-2, and Pickford saved a penalty. Oh, God. So Pickford's They've been that are... good, really? Yeah. Wow. There was a thing that someone... I don't know if I just saw it, but it was, like, the most clean sheets this season. And, Pick... and Everton are, like, fourth or fifth of all the teams for most clean sheets. Yeah, you, you're right. That's amazing. So they had 3-0 against Cardiff, mm. and it's 0-0 against Liverpool. Then that was a 3-2 the week after game week 30. 2-0 yeah. against Chelsea, 2-0 against West Ham, and 1-0 against Arsenal, three in a row. Yeah. So could they make it four? That's amazing. They really have gone under the radar. Yeah. Damn. Uh, okay, so... I'm not going to go for them, though, because I know this is a week they'll, they'll falter. I really feel like this is quite a tough one, and I'm loath to... Yeah, I'm not going to say Leicester. It's too risky. It's Friday night, and it's... Yeah. Everyone's got to be buzzing after a couple of beers. So I'm going to say Southampton against Wolves. I think Southampton have got to get a much-needed win against a tough opposition who are... A little bit sad about their lack of involvement in the FA Cup final. That's my choice this week. All right. Well, I think that's about it for this week. Uh, I do want to mention, if you enjoy our podcast, please take a moment to drop us a five-star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. It helps us greatly in our quest to reach a larger audience. And you can also follow follow us on Twitter at The Denalysis. Um, aside from that, anything else? emails i guess can email us yeah Yeah, you can definitely email us hello at the denalysis.com you can subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already that'd be a great Mm. idea because then you could listen to us every week which would be awesome uh i think that's that's all from me today i hope i'll hope i feel better tomorrow night when chelsea get battered by who are they playing again west West Ham. ham oh imagine if arnautovic actually decides to show up he, uh, I hate him so much at this point. Stupid Arnautovic. What are your predictions for tomorrow night? I think Chelsea will win, but I think it might be like a 2-1. Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope that, that West Ham do something, but I just kind of can't see it at the moment. They seem so shocking. But alas, it is the end of this here podcast, and we will see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Got hair in my mouth.